If you're one of the millions of Americans who still believes that honesty, integrity, and fidelity are the cornerstones of our democracy, we suggest you wait for another podcast before getting your popcorn. In the nation's capital, a new leader has found a place in the halls of power. But his story began in the halls of high school. We'll move on now to the presidential race with three candidates running. The first is M.L. Elric. One thing that's important to know about me is that I'm an only child. My mom is really devoted to me. She likes to write letters to successful women like Elizabeth Dole and Connie Chung and ask them what advice do they have for me. The next candidate for student body president is Mark Fellhauer. I just don't think somebody would do something like that on purpose. Final candidate, sophomore John Windsor. I'm attracted to the person. It's just that all the people I've ever been attracted to happen to be girls. You asked interrogatory right 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 in my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Albert? Hello, my good friends. It's your old pal, ML Elric. Grateful to be coming to you from the Red Shovel uh, headquarters as opposed to the lobby of the Detroit City Clerk's Election Bureau which is where I woke up four years ago when the election was once again in doubt, when we were waiting for Michigan to choose the president of the United States. Four years later, I'm younger, better looking, lighter, stronger, and we still don't know who the president is going to be. And it's still possibly going to hinge on what happens here in the great state of Michigan. So, uh, so, so much has changed, so little has changed, but it's great to have you with us. Uh, joining us, of course, in studio is Sean Windsor, who uh, did not have to watch the Lions, but he did have to watch the Wolverines, so my sympathies. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. I was at Fort Field. Oh, you were? Yeah, thanks but for But you were reading. asleep, so you didn't watch the Lions. Thanks for reading. I, I, don't, I don't read Lions stuff. I'm sorry. The Lions don't exist to me. Well, I mean, thanks for reading the paper. Oh, you actually, paper Aslan. You I, I like Aslan. Thanks for reading the paper you work for. So. Hi, Drew. So actually, we're a news organization. We're a twenty-four-seven digital, robust news operation. Really? And, and I suppose you watched me live last night talking about the elections. I, you know? I, okay, hypocrite. I read you though. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, read, I don't. Do you know. read me right now? Well, you, can you read this face right now? Yeah. What you're gonna? We're gonna. Oh, yeah. Here, let me read you. We're gonna talk about Kwame today. On the we have a huge election, but we're gonna talk about Kwame. We we actually may need a gong today. I don't know if a bell is gonna. No, do I just it. think that's great news judgment on your part. Way to sense the moment, my brother. But we actually, we're going to talk about Sean Connery. But now that you mention it, we could talk about Kwame Kilpatrick, too. Okay. And you know where Kwame Kilpatrick and Sean Connery have in common? Hmm. They're both spending time on the rock. Oh, boy. That's not bad. That's I okay. Guess. Anyways, there'll be it's more. not good either, though. There'll be more of those bad imitations a little bit later. And, of course, Mark Fellhauer is here patiently waiting for us to, uh, to tell you about how you can save a lot of money on a new ride. How? Oh. Service, repairs, or even a top-notch oil change. Please tell me how. Nice. Well, I, I think you know, but I'm, I'm going to indulge you anyways. It's Royal Brian Ford. They are the place to go for all these fine products and services. My mom bought a red Ford Focus wagon. Hey. There. Fire engine red, because at 75, she's still alive. Yeah. And, 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 and quite feisty. Uh, 109,000 miles later, she put a few more on there. She's still a satisfied customer. And she's not alone. Roy O'Brien has been taking care of customers for nearly 75 years from the corner of Nine Mile and Mac. And if you don't feel like taking the right track to Nine and Mac, what do as, I do? As they say, well, you go to royobrien.com. That's R O Y O B. 
B R I E N dot com. The E is for savings. And check out Fast Track, <laughs> which lets you save because you can save electronically. It's e savings. It's like a bit whatever you say. Yeah, which lets you choose your vehicles and options. But that's not all. You can pick your deal, lease, finance, or cash. Get the value of your trade in, apply for financing, and schedule delivery of your ride. If you go in person, don't worry. Royal Brian Ford is serious about protecting you as well as their employees. I've been to the dealership. You may have heard our show where I talked. Uh, from the front seat of an F-150 about my trip through mid-Michigan to track down some of our Kwame. Whit- Whit- Whitmer kidnap. <laughs> thank you for reading. Uh, Whitmer kidnapping uh, suspects. And I can tell you they're taking every measure to protect your health while you explore your options. To learn more, visit Roy O'Brien with an E.com or call 888-566-5851. And be sure to tell them ML's mom's son told you to call them because she told me to tell you to call them, and I almost always do what my mom tells me now that I'm out of high school. What? I always, I always do what my mom tells me now. Oh. I, many years I didn't, but now I do it. And, and I found out... start? Uh, well, once, <laughs> once everything I did, what I thought I should have done, turned out to be wrong, then I started listening to her because I realized she was probably right. Because you wanted her to buy you a, what, a new Fusion? A new Fusion? from Roy O'Brien? No, I will tell you that my my uh, my mom and stepdad did allow me to use the 1978 Pontiac Grand Prix that had been handed down to them from my grandparents, and that car was cool. a sweet ass ride, that 301 nice. two barrel, but it could it could motor. You never saw a crimson streak like that before. Well, okay. unless you had a okay bleeding honest and you were changing your drawers, but oh, which goodness. speaking of which, how are you feeling? Oh, that's a nice segue. <laughs> yeah, it's just trying to. I mean, you know, I'm feeling better now that I'm here with you and and Mark, especially. But you too. Okay. Well, see, there you go. We were just going to send you to the. I like your tie, by the way. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sums up my feeling about uh, about the state of the nation. About your heart. It's uh, it's no, it's it's skull and crossbones. I feel like this is a toxic time in American history, but hopefully we uh, are having a fever and it's going to break. But um, but we are in the middle as as uh, as you are probably you know this is one of those times when you don't really want to talk about the election because by the time this show uh, is listened to by everybody it's going to feel like old news but it may are, not. Are be. you sure? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, are you sure <laughs> yeah, it's going to be old news by then? I feel like we can talk about this probably through the rest of the month, depending on how long it takes them to count those votes in Pennsylvania. Well, votes and challenges. I mean, this well, Bush is- Gore lasted what? A month into December. Well, it I has think. to. It has to end yeah, December fourteenth, just before Christmas. I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Six weeks. Yep. When those uh, five judges elected George yeah. Bush president. No. <laughs> a little more complex than that. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, just a little bit. Okay. Well, what's the complexity? Uh, well, we don't have enough time right now. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, let suffice to say it was a close shave. And if you like, what else is a close shave? If you like close both shaves, of y'all's beards, by the way, can, which barely go under your chins. Well, you know why? Why I was, I was working on that uh, that Mitch McConnell gobbler. <laughs> the, you know, well, I have one myself, you know, but I I, I just I didn't want to own that. it. Yeah, you know, not me. I'm hiding it. You disown it, or you? you I own it. I mean, what dis. am I going to do? You know, no, it's okay. You can. I'm not an attractive individual. Never have been. That's okay. That's oh, wow. not true. That's you have a beautiful yeah. mind. Well, no, not really. <laughs> I have a depressed, uh, melancholy mind. You know, it's a little redundant. But how sorry. do I get that close shave? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to work that hard to bring your spirits up. Um, <laughs> but uh, especially since you willingly go see the lions. Well, you you contact manscaped.com because they have the uh, lawnmower 3.0, which will not only shave y'all's balls, but it will shave your chin, give you that nice whiskery look that uh, the ladies love so much. Uh, it'll shave the back of your ears, uh, the back of your rears. What, what, what the back of your No, doesn't that sound redundant? It'll shave everything. Yeah, it does everything. And it really, it really is good. I have 
have to tell you, I had a brawn razor that I was using for my whiskers. That's gone. Brawn top of the top of the the table, and instead I'm using the uh, the lawnmower 3.0. And they also have now the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and you'll see some hairs sticking out that you wish weren't. And if you don't see them, my God, I hope somebody else points it out to you because we all see it. So you know. Just, just use this. Keep it. It's, it's painless. It's effective. It's pretty cheap. So, I, uh, I think that this is one of the things that's going to make you. Obviously, you have good taste if you're listening to this show, but it's going to make you look as good to the opposite sex or the same sex if that's how you do it as, uh, as you deserve to because you are obviously a sophisticated individual and you want to look sophisticated. So, so one way to keep that sophisticated look is to stop pulling your nose hair out with your fingers, which might hurt worse than nicking other parts of your body makes you cry doesn't it mike it does a tear to your eye yeah no i've pulled the nose hair out and immediately begun weeping and then sneezing for like well when you pull mine out they hurt for sure well i i use tongs and socially (laughs) the the good thing is with socially distancing i can still reach them with the tongs (laughs) without having to extend my arms so i need a weed whacker uh, weed whacker. I, I I don't. I have to ask Ann about the about the lawnmower. But just you know, <laughs> for Christmas is coming up, you may just want to get one of those just as a gift from you to to the the, the lovely okay. Mrs. Windsor. Okay. Um, and uh, and if you're one of those guys who doesn't think nose hair is a problem, seventy nine percent of partners polled don't read that the wrong way. Admit that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So you have long nose hair, you might not be able to conduct that polling. So Get this stuff now. You can get it 20% off plus plus free shipping with the promo code ML at manscaped.com. And we have a special offer. If you spend 50 bucks, okay, if you spend 49, we'll let you in. But if you spend 50 bucks and send proof of purchase, maybe your confirmation email, whatever you want to send, um, to mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com, we will have a future episode where you can dial in on Zoom. You can be a fly in the wall for our pregame, for the show, and for our postmortem afterwards. It's kind of a cool experience. The only way you can do this is making a purchase at manscaped.com. The holidays are coming up. It's a great gift. Promo code ML. And that's it for close shaves. We've had enough you, of close shaves. You have far more energy today than I really thought you would, especially when I talked to you about two hours ago. You seemed, seemed flustered. A little down. Burnt. A little sad. Um, what was your experience like? I mean, how late were you working so, yesterday? Was so it just all day long? I'm one of these guys who's not particularly good at a lot of the sports I play. So I think euphemistically I'm called an energy guy because that's considered to be a, a compliment to people who aren't particularly naturally gifted. But the whole time I'm going to the rink these days, I feel like I shouldn't be going. Like I can barely keep my head up. Like I'm going to pass up. But once I get on the ice, I just I can't stop. I just love it. So... So yes, getting ready <laughs> for today. Long, this is a long way for the answer. Well, getting uh, uh, long stories moderately <laughs> well told. Um, as getting ready for today and thinking about everything that has to be done, like the Free Press tried to call me in to do some video from uh, the TCF Center where the Detroit absentee ballots are being counted. Mm-hmm. I said I can't do it because I got to get to the show. I after the show I have to rush off because I think I'm going to be assigned to cover a protest and I'm sure I'll be uh, available online for the free press um, giving commentary on the counting of the votes. Getting ready for the show, we had some curveballs. We had some people we were hoping would come on to talk about Kwame Kilpatrick. We're still going to try and get one of those people on. But as you're thinking about everything you have to do, 
it, it kind of it kind of becomes overwhelming when you look at the mountain you have to climb. But once you start moving up it, then you kind of the adrenaline kicks in and you get kind of fired up. And and it reminds me that while there's a lot to be concerned about these days, no matter what side of an issue you're on, because we all seem to be on one side and we're all staring at each other with, with, with hostility that still puzzles me. But but this is a fascinating time to be alive. There's so much going on and and that's good, right? We want to be stimulated. We don't want to sleepwalk through life. Do we? So how late were you working yesterday? <laughs> so they cut me loose around midnight, which was okay. was hours earlier. How long did that I take, thought. Mark? Did you, did you have a stopwatch on that? Sorry, was uh, it was like three minutes. Um, so what was your assignment yesterday? Were you were you down at TCF? Where where were you? So I teamed up again with Mandy Wright, one of our extraordinary photographers and uh, and video storytellers. Ma- Mandy, by the way, had a fun run in two days ago with uh, the guy wearing the. Oh, the mask. Uh, the Friday the 13th mask or Halloween mask got getting kicked out. He's supposed to be... Um, a pole watcher. A pole watcher, yeah. But yeah. his mask didn't cover his mouth. And... Well, and I think people are, can, are still puzzled whether he really was a pole watcher or, is he, or whether he was a moth that was drawn to the bright light and just wanted to sort of flit around where, uh, where all the action was. But at any rate, yeah, he kind of got broomed out of there. But Mandy and I have done a lot of, you know, pretty tense and, and, and dramatic... Um, updates from the protests when the tear gas and the, and the rubber bullets are flying. And so they paired us up last night expecting there to be some excitement at the polls, even something as simple as long lines, which every election in Detroit, for as long as I can remember, there are people waiting in line to vote when the polls close. And it's almost, it's almost like a, a set piece where getting close to 8 o'clock, Democratic lawyers will go to federal courthouse, ask for the polling to be extended. Republican lawyers will go to argue against it. Uh, The judge will say we're not going to extend the polling hours, but we will allow anybody in line as of 7.59.59 to vote, no matter how long it takes them to get through the polls. That happens all the time. It happens all over the country. You can reverse the roles. Republicans wanting to extend the polls, Democrats wanting to block it, depending on who thinks they're going to get more votes by doing that. You can count on that every election. So we thought we would at least see that. Mm-hmm. We thought we might see people who are frustrated because there was a problem with their polling place closed and they got where they were supposed to go late. Maybe they didn't know what to do with their ballot. Maybe nothing. We saw nobody in line. We went to three or four polling places that even two years ago were very active, nobody was there. So smooth sailing, then. It was insane. It just speaks to how many people voted early. Voted, yeah, by mail, by absentee. Dropped one off. Maybe they just went up there and dropped it in the box. I mean, I, did, I was, I did that I was stunned. I, I went to the uh, University of Michigan campus, the art museum there. The city clerk's office was set up in there, and there was a little bit of a line. Of course, it was. You know, not, not uh, yeah. What the line wasn't too long, but and talking to some of the volunteers. They said that the whole plan, at least in Ann Arbor, and it's probably statewide too to some degree, was that uh, the more they did that, they were hoping to shrink the lines on Tuesday because right. we we're going to have to stand, you know, six feet apart or whatever. And they just they they wanted to make it more efficient, and um, in a lot of ways, it really worked. In other states, though, they reported lines on Monday for early voting. Yeah. Right? I mean, which is crazy. And on behalf of the Trump campaign, thank you for your vote, Sean. But um, you're welcome. But it was it was uh, it was <laughs> staggering that that we didn't have lines. So so Mandy and I went to the TCF Center to hear the city clerk update us on on turnout, which uh, is going to be 
they're projecting a turnout that's even higher than when Obama was on the ballot, which is staggering considering the lack of enthusiasm for Biden. But, um, but still, even with a historic turnout, it's going to be 53 to 55% in Detroit, whereas the rest of the country is expecting 60. I think statewide, the Secretary of State said we might get to 70. It's just, what's going on in Detroit? Why aren't people coming out to vote? I just, I just can't uh, apathy. figure it. Maybe they figure it does, just doesn't matter who wins. Or they're not represented in some way. Or, well, we've heard the protesters you know, who hate Trump say they don't like Biden either, and we're not going to vote for the Democrats because we think the Democrats should do something for us. I'm like, well, what do you want them to do? You won't really sit down with anybody. I mean, but, but um, you know, I, I, I think one, one question, one, one potential answer might be that there are people who are counted as registered voters who really don't exist. So you, you can't get 100% because you can't, you know, 50% may actually be 70% because there's so many people who count as voters who really Aren't alive. I mean, I don't know. Which is ridiculous that they can't clean up those rules, but it's it's more complicated than you would think. A lot of it involves, you know, you have to send so many notices to make sure somebody's really dead. But but yeah, people have been complaining about this since at least the get the bell ready Kilpatrick administration. Um, But so we went there. Then we went to go see the secretary. No bell. So we okay. There we go. So then we went to go see uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson at um at Ford Field where ballots were being taken uh to be counted and or after they were counted to be uh, secured and things like that and we had an exclusive interview with Jocelyn Benson that you can find Ooh. at freep.com oh yeah yeah pull it in I don't think it's that exclusive well maybe it is exclusive Never mind. no it was a one on one was it okay yeah oh yeah i just i've seen her everywhere on tv so thanks, exclusive thanks paper exclusive thanks. newspaper interview Thanks for stealing my joy. <laughs> Exclusive newspaper. That's still something. There goes all that energy. Good. It just poured out on the floor. Well, I don't know what else there is to say about this. There really haven't, haven't been, at least locally, crazy stories yet. Haven't really emerged. Um, I know the Free Press wrote about some things, some issues on Monday, but they didn't really seem to come to much fruition. Just nothing really seemed to be out of whack other than that it's taking forever to count all the mail in votes because they weren't allowed to start until yesterday so yeah although it's kind of in this holding pattern right but they actually are doing a better job of counting votes than they ever have before so this is this is why do you why do you say that just out of curiosity well because they this is the first election where they could start opening the envelopes a day early and they had they had more absentee ballots than they've ever had and they're probably going to finish counting them at the same time they did in 2016 when they didn't have nearly as many absentee ballots. So I actually think the city has performed pretty well. And this is one of those stories where the big story may be that there is no story, which uh, may be kind of refreshing. Well, at least in Michigan, yeah. Yeah, here. Although um, there's no no intimidation at the polls. Remember, everybody yeah. was concerned that not everybody, I should say, the secretary of state Some, and the yeah. attorney general were concerned that people would bring guns and there'd be voter intimidation. Nothing. In fact, Mandy and I uh, met up with some nuns in Redford who went to the polls to just kind of chill people out. They had nothing to do, but hand out cookies and bottles of water. You mm. know, so, uh, so I guess so there's there some civility in the madness of what is the election of 2020, it was at least locally. None problems. Huh. Um, yeah, no. I, that's I, a good thing. Yeah. It's a very good thing. I, I think I think that's, uh, that's You know, usually you media want, uh, want there to be riots. And <laughs> well, I just want there to be some action. Some news. You know? 
I mean, it's not like soccer. Well, maybe, maybe no news is news. Yeah, well, that's what did I said. Did you get sleep last night, by I the way? That, I did. I got some sleep. What time did you wake up? Uh, 2, 2.30, what something. What time did you wake up? Um, six, seven, and eight. Wow. I'm, I'm older, so that yeah, I got to take that's three not too bad. I just you look you look very <laughs> handsome today. So I was just curious if you if you slept. You know, got a nice get, night's get, sleep. Leave room for Jesus here, okay? Maybe it was six the, uh, feet at least here. Maybe it was the um, I don't know the well, products, the manscape products. Your week started off very interesting. They, they actually have a shampoo that's very nice. <laughs> your really? week, yes. your week started off. With Gee, my you. hair smells terrific. Can I ask you a question? I'm sorry, Mark. Can no, I ask you a right. question, Mike? You, it's a body wash. Too. Do you have anything in your house that's not from a sponsor of the show? No, because he believes in the sponsors, Sean. No, no, no. I mean, I just wondered if you. Ever pays for anything too. on your own. Let me see. I got to think about this. No, I buy this stuff. So it's our sponsors from the show. All great stuff, and then Amway. Uh, not Amway. Okay. If we were if we were on WLAV in Grand Rapids, where I have. Do you own a grease board? I mean, have you had parties <laughs> like that before? I don't even know what a grease board is. What and is you it? get up and you diagram and you. Oh, you, you mean a whiteboard? You put out uh, knowing you probably. Um, I don't know what's the the better made potato chips because everything's got to be Detroit, and then try to sell people some product. I, I would, in fact, I would love to sell Better Made potato chips on this show. In fact, I talked to one of the top guys at Better Made last Friday, I think. Of course you did. And we're going to have him on uh, later this month to talk about how they make the chocolate-covered chips, which are fantastic, and it's a little more complicated than you would think. So we're going to have him on later. That sounds great. So uh, Until there's another Kilpatrick story, which happened this Sunday. Um, I'm always fascinated in where, cause now I'm going to make, I'm going to make it about, well, I really, the, oh, the whole story as a whole absolutely fascinates okay. me from many facets, but I'm really interested in what number, uh, in your text was I notifying you about the tweets of Kilpatrick allegedly getting out of prison. Uh, first Mark, you know what better made chocolate covered chips and Kwame Kilpatrick have in common? Um, uh, I'm afraid to say they're both in the can. One's just federal. But know. I do like how you – I like how you're seducing a potential sponsor. That's nice. At some point, it's just going to be sponsors and Kilpatrick. No, I just, I just, I just, <laughs> bought, I just I mean, bought a half dozen tins that I'm going to send out for gifts, and I bought some onesies that say I'm a better made baby for some friends who just had babies. So I thought you, bought one. Cool I thought you bought one for yourself. I was like, I would like to see you come in here in a onesie. That'd be so nice. Like, like Borat in the bathing suit? Yeah, and you yeah. could put a little uh, binky in your mouth. That'd be nice to go with the onesie. Keep them quiet. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe an oral fixation is cranky. But no, Mark, you were kind of late. Uh, I was late in the uh, in the queue. No, by then Where I, was I? I, I think I got the. You did not. You did not reach out. <laughs> my hour of need. You just let I'm me. Sorry. You just let me dangle it. Sorry, but no, I got contacted around four o'clock with someone who show, shared with me a social media post by the guy who was Kilpatrick's body man in the final days of his administration. Another. Florida A&M graduate. I don't know if they were fraternity brothers or not, but very close to Kilpatrick. And he was saying that it's happening. He's going to get released on Monday. So, of course, that that gets everybody going crazy. Uh, a lot of us just try and double-check whether it's true. Uh, Charlie Langton just reports it, uh, while the rest of us are trying to check whether it's true or not. And um, And there were great discussions with people at the Free Press, with other people who know the family, trying to figure out if indeed – this is the real deal. And uh, one of the people who was promoting this, um, who I wish we could have on the show, he's not shy 
and uh, also a former resident of uh, our federal uh, camps. Um, yeah, he's certainly not shy. Sam Riddle uh, hosts a show at 9, 10 a.m., uh, declined to come on the show today. Uh, and he was busting my balls on social media. I saw that Sunday um, night because I was I was because basically all I did was I posted the Who video and just said won't you know, the won't get fooled again video and just put something up that said uh, and you can find it at Elric that said uh, I heard it too and probably before you and and the Free Press to its credit after giving us some time to report this decided that we are not going to report something that is not. News. Well, see, th- this is what makes me fascinated by it. It really becomes news because um, the state rep, uh, is it Karen Whitset? Whitset. She yes. tweets it out, which gives it some validity. Why? I mean. Because she's a state rep. So? I mean, well. She's not She's not on the parole board. She doesn't work for the Bureau of I un- She was wrong before. I understand that, but it still gives it some validity. Because she's a person in the know. Not saying it means it's right, but it immediately perks people's ears up. But then you see that she's going to be on Sam Riddle's show, and I just kind of felt like, this is this just all a stunt to get ears? And that's kind of what fascinates me about it. Do you think she had any knowledge of any movement? No. I mean... So you I, think she just threw it against the wall? You know, she also said hydroxychloroquine is great, so... Why didn't Sam come on, by the way? He said, uh, "Not a good time for him. Hmm. This is a. Uh, I think he wants to be hands off on this, even though he was pushing it pretty hard. In fact, on Sunday night, he posted something uh, that said, responding to me, saying, you know, so you don't. Uh, I said, you know, I, I whatever. I said, there's you know, a nice back and forth yeah, between you. But but he basically said, uh, uh, have you ever been to the Oval Office before? Yeah, and and he posted <laughs> and he a picture, picture of of Witsit." probably her husband and uh and Donald Trump and I posted back um so you're telling me there's never been a liar in the oval office before and then I posted back saying you know like uh, the caption for your picture it should be how many of the people in this picture are liars you know so um so you know this is you know the thing about Kwame Kilpatrick does that, it just annoy you is that is that where we're yes, at with it? Yes, it it annoys me to no end and it should annoy supporters of Kwame Kilpatrick because Venal politicians and people in the media try and use him, try and ride him to drive numbers. They, they, they when why are reporters reporting that there's a rumor that we haven't confirmed? Yeah. If there's a rumor, first of all, you shouldn't report it. Second of all, if you can't confirm that the rumor is true, you shouldn't report it. Third of all, the fact that some state rep who probably never met Kwame Kilpatrick in her life who's not close to the family because they all bugged out to Texas and Atlanta as soon as they could, as soon as there was no more blood to suck out of the, the dog that is Detroit. Now you're going. Yeah. Then uh, then she says it's true and we're going to take it. She's 0 for 1. Make it 0 for 2 if you, if you don't believe hydroxychloroquine will save your life. So to me, the fact that she says it's going to happen makes it less reliable because she has been wrong before and that's so, why i don't like liars i'm see, not saying she's you, a liar but once you've lied to me i don't like you because i don't know if you're telling me the truth when you tell me that you're not lying but it's interesting because you said that free press did not report it in any shape or fashion didn't write a story the news actually had a very long story about why it's not happening because there was chatter out there 
And I assume you don't like the fact that WWJ and Fox 2 reported it. In the manner they reported it is that state rep Karen Whitsett said this. So Is that news to you that a state rep says X or Y? I was too busy trying to confirm this myself to to read what what WWJ and Fox 2 reported. But did those stories also say Karen Whitsett, who was wrong the last time? Of course not. No. Okay. Well, so that's that's shitty. That's bad. That's that's viewers, readers, listeners deserve more than that. They deserve the context that this person is not a reliable source, or at least has not been a reliable source in the past. And and uh, it does bother me because I I just listen. Kwame Kilpatrick is irrelevant around here. So why are we talking about it? Okay, so fair enough. You can t- come at us with that. But what, the reason why we're talking about it here today really? is to try and get to the issue of we, if we talk about Kwame Kilpatrick, it's because there's news or there's something to talk about or because we want to try and help people protect themselves against the next hoax. And the hoax here, and I think this is probably the newsworthy part, is that the, the story – Evolved. Initially, it was Kilpatrick, Kilpatrick's buddy, saying, my man's getting out tomorrow. After at least one reporter, me, started contacting the family with texts and social media messages and other means to say, hey, can you confirm this? What's going on here? I think the family realized that somebody was actually going to question them on this dog shit instead of just push it out there to try and drive traffic or be first. Yeah. And they changed their story. By the end of the night, Kwame Kilpatrick's sister posted, and this was after I contacted her. I'm not saying she read my my message. I'm just saying I'm just I'm just providing you the chronology. Mm-hmm. But she posted, My brother's been sick. You know, could you please help get him out? We hope he'll get out. And I'll tell you, my message said, Hey, I heard your brother was sick. You know, do you want us to report that? Do you think and then so I you know, so this, she doesn't know either. Then this has all the makings of Kwame Kilpatrick and his family and supporters trying to stampede people to create a groundswell to get him out of prison, and to say that this is a fait accompli, to say that this is—we need a bell for French words—but <laughs> to say that this is something that the we, Bureau of Prisons decided is—it's a lie. It's another lie told to us by Kwame Kilpatrick. And that is why we're talking about it here today, because Kwame Kilpatrick is long gone. His family is long gone. They, they found nothing else they can take from us here in Detroit, but they continue to lie, to deceive us, and to try and get us to do their bidding. And to the credit of the Detroit Free Press, we said, no, we are not going to play that game. I have a question for you, Mike. Yes, sir. Was there an election last night? <laughs> um. Did you you said election? Was there one? I was okay. just curious. I yeah, I, I didn't know if this is a blue pill question. Um, yeah, there was. It might be a red pill question. Ooh, nice Matrix met reference. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just curious, my man. Well, we did talk about the election first. I know you were working on your new Lions column. <laughs> can I? Can I? Tell All you? I heard was me, 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 and can, I tuned out. So, so. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I I I got one more. Kilpatrick question. Oh, by the way, hold on a second. At Ford Field last night, you know, Ford Field staff were helping out. Uh, they 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 were 
good enough to give employees a day off to volunteer to help count votes and process votes and things like that. That's good. And they, they coordinated the uh, press availability that the secretary of state did there. And a very nice young woman there who I think must work for the lions was passing out a, uh, a one page, um, uh, memo on the lion's involvement in this. And she handed it to me and I said, what is this Matt Patricia's playbook? Did she, did she find that amusing? She said, why? Cause it's so thin. And I said, no, because Matt Patricia sucks. And then she walked away. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciated that joke. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways. Can I ask you another Kilpatrick question? I think you should ask. Yes. You should ask Sean if you can ask me. Another Kilpatrick Sean, question. can I ask ML another Kilpatrick Please question? Do. Speaking of which, I'm looking Please over do. here. There's some bricks in front of me. Please do. And to me, I, they're just bricks. But in our current political state, somebody found a pile of bricks by Wayne State where there's a lot of construction. Yeah, And immediately rumors started flying it. This is for the riots to come. They've dropped off bricks in anticipation of the riots. And Detroit police had two reports like this. They investigated both of them. One place where there were supposed to be bricks, there were no bricks. In another place where there were bricks, they talked to the construction company and said, yeah, those are bricks because we're a construction company and we're doing construction. And it's just, to me, it's a reminder. These bricks are just bricks to me, I guess. But I'm just saying that to you reasonable like people, you can find bricks I especially love thick as a brick. Jethro you you like bricks, right? Your home in Gross Point is made of bricks. It's 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 a it's a house of integrity. I built that. Or, house or of is integrity. it? I mean, it's a Tudor, it's, right? The foundation so is honor. There's some brick though, right? The, there's, there's, a little bit here and there, maybe. There's brick. Decorative. There's, there's a, there's a nice. couple of bricks there. That's nice. Maybe some cinder block too. But uh, oh well, cinder block's nice too. But but it would be nice to get to a point in this country where On somebody can see a pile of bricks and not think. That it's the apocalypse. Is that, that it's the rapture? Is that worth reporting in your mind that uh, those rumors were out there and it was quickly put down by the Detroit police? Um, I know you don't like to report rumors, but isn't so? I was not that in, worth reporting. I was not involved in uh, the decision to publish that, but I did confirm for uh, one of my colleagues from Detroit Police uh, with Detroit Police about what was really going on with the bricks. I mean, in that case, if it's a matter of public safety and it's a matter of trying to calm people uh, who may be out there thinking, I better get ready for war, there's probably some value to it. But, you know, again, this isn't the third time in a year that somebody has said, people left bricks for a riot. It's the first time. And there's some special circumstances okay. well, there. Before we move so on. That's really more setting Mark. the record straight than it is reporting a rumor. Mark, did you see what Mike did there? What? I didn't. He, what do you say? I wasn't involved directly. I didn't report the story directly, but I did provide the information. <laughs> all I heard was I did. I did confirm. All I heard was I helped a colleague. If I if I don't mind saying so myself, I, all I said was Mister Helper to the rescue. Okay, That's and I, I was Mister Helper. Yeah, the man that makes things uh, you know go. You have very high journalistic ethics, incredibly high. Perhaps I, I won't say anything. The problem is. Is that you're still the paper still needs money and clicks, and one of the ways I would assume is Kilpatrick. Doesn't that drive web traffic? I'm sure that is a consideration, and I know it definitely was a consideration the first time we reported on the unsubstantiated rumor that Kwame Kilpatrick was getting out of prison uh, that happened in the spring. But the free press has been on guard for I think over 180 years, maybe over 190 years. And my argument to the paper is, yes, we want traffic. Yes, we want this. But really what we want is to play the long game and to be the trusted source so that 
if you have bullshit flying around that you don't get sucked into it. And in fact, and I'm, I'm, I'm teeing Sean up for something here, but I ran into a I'm long sorry time, a, uh, a former uh, office holder who's now a consultant. And I asked him uh, when we ran into each other at the TCF center, I said, what'd you make of this Kilpatrick stuff? And he said, I don't know. What did you make? He said, I was reading all the coverage, but I was especially looking to see what you were going to write about it. And I said, I didn't write anything. And he said, that's what I think about it. So there can be a value to being the people who don't chase the easy money, who don't play the short game. The free press is going to make 200 years because we play the long game. We try and be right. We're not perfect. Sometimes we hire some bums to cover the lions, but we, uh, we really, um, I think take seriously that people should know if we covered its news and, and that they can trust us. And I think that, that it was probably not the best business decision ever to report on this non to not report on this non story, but uh, in the long term and as a journalism decision, I think it was absolutely the right decision. And uh, I think people should subscribe to the free press. It's only 99 well, cents a month. For once again, it's, it's very interesting that you invited Sam to come on the show and he was, uh, it doesn't fit into his schedule or he was too busy. Do you want to try calling the state rep, Karen Witson? Yeah. So Sam does a show that that's on right before we record on nine ten a.m. But uh, I've known Sam a long time and there are very few opportunities to talk that he declines. So I, I yeah. hope at some point he'll He's tell everywhere. us what's really going on. But yeah, let's call the, let's call the state rep on our unsponsored hotline. <laughs> I'm going to uh, make it sponsored. Sponsorships of uh, opportunities available. In fact, you know, I, our hotline is sponsored by my favorite butcher shop, the butchery, which is the place to go for prime meats. The butchery on Orchard Lake road is just West of middle belt. And oh, speaking of where's the beef, are we going to get the state rep? here? No. Go to the butchery sl.com. Hi, State Representative Karen Wilson. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, be, feel free to leave her a message. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Oh, after the nice. please record your message. You have finished. Nice your phone line. You may hang up or press one. Don't, don't blame that on the butchery. Uh, Representative Whitnet, Whitsit, it's uh, M.L. Elric calling from M.L. Soul of Detroit. I'm uh, just trying to catch up with you to talk about uh, Mayor Kilpatrick's imminent release from prison. Uh, this is the second time that uh, you said that this was going to happen, and I was just wondering what the uh, the basis for that was. I left you some messages last time, and you didn't return those, but I'm hoping this time you'll make an exception and and share with us some of your insights on this matter. You can reach me at uh, 313 or you can um, just call back the number that just called you yeah, right now. Or you can you can give us a call back, but we we would love to put you on the air here on the Soul of Detroit podcast to talk about this issue. Uh, if you can't get back to us today, we'll be happy to have you on another time. But very interested in uh, in your source of this information, and if maybe uh, it's going to happen, but just got delayed, we are open to to any explanation. We just love to get it from you. So uh, please give us a call at your earliest convenience, and uh, hope you've been well. Stay safe and take care. Oh, for a second there, you're trying to run out her uh, voicemail time. No, no, no. I, it's a really I, long message. Yeah. I, I, yeah. She's not going to listen to that whole thing. That's interesting, though. Two people that like talking about it all of a sudden don't want to talk. So I guess, I guess, you know, now we find out really how much do they care about it and how much do they care about just trying to help themselves. So, yeah. Um,
So that's a shame. But if you want to help yourself, why not help yourself to a free pound of sausage or bacon <laughs> and an autographed copy of, of the Kwame Sutra? You can get those at the butchery. Uh, when you go there, just you know, tell them that uh, ML sent you. Um, right now, you can reserve your fresh Amish raised turkey. Shipping on that is free. Find out more at the butcherysl.com. Uh, you can also give them a call at 248-692-COWS. That's 248-692-COWS. TheButcherySL.com. Great meats, great people, great treats. And uh, you might even run into me there because I'm not just a uh, a fan. I'm a customer. And uh, that's some good stuff, man. I was just looking at the, at the pork butt and how reasonably priced it is. <laughs> you know, do, smoke that a little bit. I think you're. I think you're into something delicious there. Beautiful. And by the way, the turkeys are local. Did I see that right? Uh, Locally raised. I think the pigs are. Are they hogs? What's the maybe difference? from Novi? I think I just read that on the site. Thought, was it, it pigs eat? Hogs get fed. And pigs get fed. Hogs get slaughtered. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. after you talk about how nice I am, I don't want you to even think about smoking my pork butt. <laughs> your your butt. It's, it's, they probably could use a little smoke. Mom, I'm sorry. Before we debate some more, did you want to say something about Sean Connery? Oh. He's on the he's on the rundown. Are you very sad that we lost him? Not like he was making a bunch of movies recently, but oh. I miss I miss Sean Connery. So Sean Connery, you were waiting his next film. That's what I always find interesting. No, about he said he retired. He no, I he know. But the difference with Sean Connery and other people is, you know, he he's, he doesn't do a ret- retirement tour. And then get talked out of it. He, uh, except for James Bond, he retired and he came back and then, you know, whatever. But, but then did never say never again, where he actually poked fun at himself for retiring, coming back, and then retiring and coming back. But no, Sean Connery um, is one of these dudes who, if he says it, I think you can take it to the bank. I mean, it what, was. What about uh, hitting a he woman? He was done. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, there is that aspect of it. Now you're going way back. Uh, yeah. Well, that was in the, I think he said that in the sixties, but he never, he never took it back. And in fact, he I did he, in he 2006. Stood. He took it back. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Was After that with Barbara Walters? Uh, he, he, ref, he reaffirmed it with Barbara Walters, yeah. but I think later he may have, he may have changed. It is interesting how that was a, that was a subject the other the other, last week or the other day when hey, he died. Yeah. That's 2020. It's like the first thing that came out after all his movies, which, you know, there's a lot more to a guy than that. Can you imagine if he had been tweeting back then? I mean, <laughs> well, no. If he if he'd said that, and he was in the prime of his career now, oh, he'd he be said done. That, that would be it. He'd be done. No, you're not allowed to, yeah, say things. Well, or but, talk about hidden women, right? I mean, you can't knock on women around or whatever it was he said. Yeah, but you can. You you know, we we make the mistake often of judging people um, by uh, way back when with today's standards, which I think is you know it's, it can we got to have a little grace in there. Not that I'm saying that it was ever cool to hit a woman. It most certainly is not. But um, but wow. So I thought we were going to say something nice about Sean Connery. Okay, now so he's, go ahead. Now he's, say something uh, nice about him. Now he's um, uh, um yeah he's complex best Bond he was a great uh, he was a great actor even even Roger Moore's family said he was the best Bond but th- what what's been missed here nice family is that um is that well you know <laughs> they're trying to be gracious so but what's been missed here is that he is just the most recent major Bond figure to pass away before Sean made his transition 
Diana Rigg, who already died as James Bond's wife back in the 60s during, uh, in, in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Michael Lonsdale, who was Hugo Drax in Moonraker, just died. Make sure some harm comes to him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and the way he delivered it, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. just sort of like, yeah, if it happens, if it doesn't happen, yeah. it'd be good if it... If and, and then wait, what about, what about the all-time... The all-time Bond girl. She passed away. Oh, well, I'm getting there. I'm saving the okay. best for last. Okay. Margaret Nolan, who was on screen as Dink, who provided the massage just before um, uh, Bond met up with Goldfinger. Did you study his technique? Is that why your massages feel so good with me? <laughs> no, because the secret ingredient in my massages is love. Well, I feel it through the fingertips. And and, and a little self-loathing. It, it, that's other tips. That's toxic. Well, you know, that's me too. It's toxic brew. Self-loathing is good, though. Right. It, it keeps you humble a little bit. Uh, it hasn't worked so far, but I, I'm, I'm going to try it. I mean, it does for me and Mark. I did, I did rescue the entire world the other day with that thing on the bricks. That was just me. I'll be, I'll me. I'm that was you. That but was, I like that you, just, you know what I really love? This is what I love about you. You pointed out that it was you. It was, but, <laughs> I thought that was especially nice it, it didn't occur to me that until you pointed out to me that I had pointed out that it was me. But but now that that's on the table, it was me. Hey, that self-awareness was, has never been your bag, but that's that. okay. It, uh, You're incredibly handsome. But um, um, uh, Margaret Nolan, what people don't know about her is that she was the, the uh, gold woman dancing in the title sequence at the beginning of Goldfinger. And she told them she would do that. But if she did that, she expected to have a, a role on film. And so they gave her like this itty bitty tiny role. So that was kind of beautiful though. Was, oh yeah. She was uh, statuesque. I think uh, she would be, uh, Drew Lane would, would Very busty. appreciate her. Yeah. yeah. She, she'd be, uh, she'd be high on, on uh, in the prestige of the boss. Um, but then as Sean, as Sean uh, teased, uh, Honor Blackman died earlier this year. Pussy galore. Perhaps the, the greatest of the yes, the, one of the most enlightened and empowered women in the entire Bond universe, Bond canon. Uh, just before the accountant or who, who died in uh, Casino Royale, the remake. But yeah, so it's been tough on the uh, on the uh, on the old uh, the old 007 crew. And as I'm as you hear me halting and stuttering and doing all this other shit, I am trying to find. This amazing exchange that was posted on Twitter by someone who wrote um, a version of Ocean's 13 that was supposed to star Sean Connery, but in the end it didn't happen. And he talks about he talks about um, about uh, James Bond. Or I shouldn't say James Bond; they're indistinguishable, I guess. About Sean Connery and um, and how uh, how it was to deal with him. And he said he was completely and utterly without pretense. That he was just no nonsense. He was very gracious, and that he was uh, just a dream to work with. And I think I found it. Do, do, do we have time for this, Mark? Is this going to? Well, be... yeah, we're way over already. Anyways, Are we, go ahead. Damn it. Okay, okay. So, anyways, um, this guy's name is Brian Koppelman, and he says we were hired to rewrite a movie for a director and movie studio. And the day we were set to turn in the rewrite, we got a panicked phone call. Wait, you have to start over. The main character is now Sean Connery. Okay, we say, what are the instructions? Sean will tell you himself. Great, we say. Is there a conference call with the director and studio and Sir Sean and us? No. Sir Sean is in New York. He will come to your office and give you his notes. Great. Is the director coming? Nope. Just you and the great man. We play it cool on the phone, hang up, 
and lose our effing minds. We have to tidy up, of course, but this is really not a place for tidying fixes. That tidying fixes. We do what we can and then get the call. He's coming in at 9 a.m. the next morning. So we do what you'd have done. We get a sliced fruit platter and put it out with some paper plates. 9 a.m. on the damn button to knock at the door. And there he is wearing a hat similar to the one from the Untouchables. Hmm. I'm Sean. Throw a sir on that and watch me walk out the door. Yes, sir. I mean, Mr. Connery. I mean, would you like some fruit? A slice of pineapple, maybe? A smile comes to his face. He sees what this means to us. I'd love some fruit. That's kind of you. He sits down and we go to work. He has incredibly smart notes on every page. These are not notes from our draft. They are from the prior draft. He's telling us the movie he wants. Should we get the studio or director on the phone? No. You'll tell him what we're going to do. We spend the day working. He then says one of our favorite lines ever. That's about half the thing. Let's have a shit, shave and shower and back at it. Next day, boom, 9 a.m. He's there and we keep going. He shakes our hand goodbye and tells us to get going. He's headed back to the Bahama, Bahamas and will await pages. No email draft. He wants paper. He also rips up his notes. We're the only ones who know what version he wants. The studio wants us to start, but we say we've already done a whole draft. Yeah, but that's not the movie anymore, they say. Boy. Right, we say, but look, we can't do this work for free. It's a complete rewrite. They say, tell us what he wants, give us the notes, which is why it was so cool he tore up the notes because the studio is trying to cheat these two guys who, remember, are living in a tiny little apartment, so this is a big deal. We say, you understand why we are reluctant. You could have been there. The director could have been, but you weren't. They check with Sir Sean. He backs us. We're his guys. The studio agrees to pay. Off to work we go. Quickly. We agreed to send him the first act of the script, and we do, to the Bahamas. And then we set a phone call for the next morning. As we walk into our office, the phone is ringing. Where are the pages? I don't have a delivery. We give him tracking information. He calls us back. The damned customs office is holding on to it. I am going to go round there and straighten them out. You're going to walk into customs and demand the package? Well, yeah, he's Bond, man. Yeah, of course. Call you fella in an hour or so. He does. He gets the thing, extracts a promise from them to hand deliver all future packages. <laughs> and wow. you can imagine how he extracted yeah. that. Um, he said, do you expect us to deliver the packages? Yes, I expect you to deliver the packages or die. And gives us the best notes on our pages. We spend the next couple weeks working with him. One of the very best working relationships we ever have. And then the director gets involved. There's a tricky action sequence underwater that the director wants to do. We set a call to discuss how to write it, what it should be. Sean asks the director how he's planning to shoot it. Director says, I'll use movie magic. You could hear the silent anger on Sean's end of the phone. Mm. I started making movies before your daddy started pleasuring himself. I want to know, shot by shot, how will you execute this? He's becoming a little high maintenance in this story. No, he's just, he's just, he's breaking it down. Director says, let's talk on Friday, 11 a.m. I will run you through my storyboards and shot list. And for that call, it can just be me and you, Sean. We don't need the writers. We're fine with this. Let them sort it out and tell us what they need. 11.15 a.m. Friday rolls around. Our phone rings. Sean says, where the fuck is the director? <laughs> it's not me, Chris. Well, I, thought Sean. He, I thought he was the director now, Craig. Well, he, he may as well be. going to end up becoming the director. What movie is this again? Uh, Ocean's 13. Oh, okay. We say, we don't know. And then suddenly we hear a sigh. Oh, for Christ's sakes. I just turned on the telly and there he is. There is who? 
He leaves out the director's name. He's in a goddamn female's player box at the fucking French Open. I'm afraid, boys, I agreed to do a movie directed by a fraud. You've done very well, but I am quitting this thing today. A few months later, uh, the writing partner's partner is in the Bahamas. He calls Sean, who comes to the phone and is a total gentleman. When the director's name comes up, Mr. Connery gives us one last great line. Oh, him, that guy. He's a bucket of smoke. <laughs> well, how do you keep smoke? You can't. I mean, the guy's full of shit. Yeah. So anyways, uh, he just basically says, you know, that was it. They loved him. He was a great guy. Very down to earth. No nonsense. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's, that's really he cool. was never in that movie. Right. Well, that's what he said. He when he said I'm going to quit that day because he'd had enough. He quit that day. Oh my god! What a pain in the ass. Yeah, you don't fire Sean Connery. Sean Connery fires you. So he says, uh, long before we met Sean Connery, we were enormous fans. That adventure with him, even though it ended without a movie, remains an all-time highlight. He was brilliant, honest, suffered no fools, and never missed a call or meeting or conversation. R.I.P. to one of the all-time greats. I think that's just a cool story about a dude who got big but never got too big. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in, and I'll never change. Very nut. Great so. Very nut. Great so. Very nut infinity. Great so infinity plus one. No. And you know the thing about Sean Connery as a as a good Scotsman, he and he and enjoyed a nice bevy every once in a while and if you like a good drink let me suggest that you pull yourself an altus you can get them on tap at your favorite watering hole or you can find them at your favorite grocer and if you can't find it go to altus.beer and find out where it is or send them a note and they'll contact your local uh your local and tell them uh to get it on the shelf or on tap or just just in the cooler Altus is making a comeback here in the greatest city in the world. It's the do anything, anytime with anyone beer. I love it. I drink it on ice sometimes. Yeah, on ice sometimes. Because it makes me feel like I'm drinking less beer if I, if I have it on ice. Yeah, just, hey, whatever works. Because if I drink too many of them, you know, they're good. You just keep drinking them. Then the next day you don't feel so good. And the thing about Altus is you have to be careful because it only takes six to make anyone a 10. So there's lots of things that are making a comeback here in Detroit that went away. Well, guess what? Altus is back. It's a lager that packs a punch and is seriously smooth and delicious. Go pick some cans up today for a friend, for yourself, maybe even for somebody you don't like that much. Altus.beer for the location nearest you. I promise this beer is insanely good, and you will thank me for turning you on to this lovely little lager. Guaranteed. So, um, it's time for our great debate, and... um, Looking at baseball and the champions, the L.A. Dodgers, and a dude who celebrated who probably shouldn't have even been in the stadium, right? Well, you're talking about Justin Turner, great player. Is he? Uh, Oh, yeah. Justin Turner, very good player. He was Uh, great on uh, Northern Exposure. I'm trying to think of who was on Northern Exposure. Janice Turner, the woman, she's from the east side. Boy, what a... What a that, reach of a joke that was. Is that her? Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to lower the bar for Matt, who will be with us shortly. It's a little soft history. <laughs> so he's playing in the, in the, the series clinching game. And then the second inning, Major League Baseball says, hey, that COVID test you took, little inconclusive. We need to run another test, of which they get back to him in the seventh inning and say, 
uh, yeah, you have COVID, you need to leave the game and um, quarantine yourself away from everybody. So he does that. They win the championship, and next thing you know, he's out on the field, and everybody seems to be appalled. But frankly, I don't have the biggest problem with him celebrating with his team because, A, he wore a mask the whole time. B, he was already surrounded in, in closed quarters with his team. They didn't have a problem with it, but yet everybody seems to be just all up in arms by the fact that he went out and celebrated with his teammates. Listen, the rules are the rules. If you got it, you got to get out. And I don't think if I was in that building or in that. What rules are you talking about? You know, I'm about Major League Baseball. You got to be quarantined. Yeah, I mean. The season he, was over. Season was over. No, he, he knew. The final out happened. He was supposed to be in quarantine. Uh, that feels to me like uh, a technicality. And if, if somebody else got sick, I don't think that technicality is going to comfort them one little bit. Well, a lot of people were really uh, upset because he sat next to Dave Roberts, who was a cancer survivor. But then it comes out that, you know, Roberts chose to sit next to him. And you see the pictures without his mask. He only had his mask off twice, once to kiss his wife. And the other was sitting next to Dave Roberts. Wait, he kissed just, Dave Roberts' wife? <laughs> no, his own wife. Oh, okay, but I really thought I really thought there was a big overreaction to what he did, and there seemed to be a little bit of um, maybe COVID virtue signaling because he should have been pulled out when people should really be mad at Major League Baseball for allowing him to even be in that game to begin with. Hey, if if Major League Baseball screwed up, that's on Major League Baseball, but this dude knows what the rules are. He knows he's tested positive, and as difficult as it is to take yourself out of that situation, you have an obligation to the other people there. I mean, but they no didn't fans. have a problem with it. That's fine. Their bad judgment doesn't change the rules. Whose rules? Major League Baseball's. Baseball's rules. Season was over, and, and he he'll take the fine or whatever they impose on him. I just you know put yourself in his shoes too. You finally reach that pinnacle, and you want to celebrate with your teammates, so you do it as safe as possible. They're outside. He wore a mask. You told me he was just making out with a cancer survivor and his wife. No. They're having sat some weird uh, uh, wanton three-way. There he is sitting uh, with his team. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Mark. I'm with I'm with Mike on this. You know, I mean, I know the circumstances are – that's a tough thing to give up, but uh, the rules are the rules in that spot. And he took his mask off a couple times. And I'm sure every, everybody's going to be fine. I'm sure he probably didn't infect anybody, you know, the, the – the well, then what's the problem with it? Because it's because there's still the chance to do it, and those are the rules, and you got to think about those other people. And I know, you know, you can say, well, how often do you get to run out and celebrate a World Series? And I get that, but you know what? Hundreds, millions of people around the country have had to give up certain things. They're not going to sure. get back their kids' graduation from high school. There are all sorts of things that are every bit as meaningful. I understand that, but as we're allowing, the World Series is to him, and you don't get that back. We're and, allowing them to play. Major League Baseball. Yeah, with the caveat Only that if you get the tested, you'd stay the fuck out. Yeah, that's like saying... You, uh, okay, so they'll penalize them. This is why people get in trouble. This is Remember when, we, when I, initially there was a lockdown in Michigan and people said, well, can't I just, uh, can I just go golfing? And they're like, okay, you can go golfing with a pole cart. It's like, okay, good. So I get to go golfing with a pole cart. That very day, people are out there golfing in motorized carts. It's like, wait a minute. You said if you could golf, you'd only use a pole cart. We don't believe you, but we're going to let you do that. And then you're out there motoring around in these silly little buggies. You have to follow those. Major League Baseball was allowed to restart under some very, very extreme circumstances. And you need to abide by them. And, and this guy, whether he exposed other people or not, 
I disagree with Charles Barkley's comment from way back when that I am not here to raise your kids. You are a public figure. You are an example to others. And if you just basically say, if the moment's right enough, I don't have to wear a mask or I don't have to follow the rules, then there's a lot of people out there saying, you know what? I'm Justin Turner. Uh, the, the hero stuff doesn't, uh, it just, uh, that doesn't bother wait, me. Is so Justin much, Turner yeah. going to be the one that pushes those people over the edge to not wear a mask? Uh, the hero stuff. It's just it's within the context of baseball. I mean, it was it was a it was a selfish move, and yeah. I understand how and, difficult it was. And you can talk about paying the fine, but that's like a company who's putting a product out, know it's knowing it's faulty, and deciding you know what? Well, that's that, it's going to hurt some folks, but we're going to just pay the lawsuits on the other end because that that's happens, cheaper than the recall, and that happens. All, all the time, the time. and it's actuaries. and it's despicable. Well, he's doing he's doing the actuary, and and so are his teammates, and they wanted him out there. This is this is my big problem with it. Everyone's up in arms about it, except for the people that he uh, would have been exposing to his COVID. They didn't have a problem with. Maybe it. they would have done the same thing. Maybe, but they didn't have a problem with it. So why you know why? Because are- it's not up to them. It's up to baseball, right? Yeah, because the judgment of pro athletes and other entitled people is not the greatest judgment in the world. And so if it's okay with them, I'm going to step back and say, can I please go with the experts on this? Because God bless these guys. I don't expect them to be uh, on top of all the infectious disease rules and risks and all that other stuff. But to me, if you agree to do something under certain circumstances, you have to abide by your end of the deal. That's it. It's that simple. Congratulations, Justin Turner. Get your full share of the playoff money. Get your ring. Go to the White House. Do all that other shit. But if you got the bug, stay the hell off the field. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? And while you're at it, don't make out with the cancer guy's wife. <laughs> if I understood that correctly, I may have missed it. No, you didn't, but that's oh, okay. Damn it. Same difference. Okay. Well, you know who never gets anything wrong? Who? Mark. Or so he tells <laughs> me. Oh, whoa, hey, wrong. wait a minute. No, Luke Nowacki. He's here to help you succeed in all your financial endeavors and goals. So uh, I, your buddy Elric here has a confession to make. What is oh, it? Oh, now that you, I thought it was the pal. Now you're their buddy. Well, you know, if I'm going to refer to myself in the third person, I may as well get intimate. Pal seems kind of, you know, like a guy on the bowling team. Buddy. Amigo. Buddy, you know, you go hunting with your buddy. Compadre. Yeah, you're in the you're in the in the tree stand. But you may not be aware of this, but my Kilpatrick royalties don't kick in until the eighth mention of any combination of the words Kwame. Oh man, you're making a killing today. Ding Kilpatrick. Or Pulitzer, even though I rarely mention the Pulitzer, and not just because it came with a pay cut. I was just, <laughs> just going to say, when you do, you always say. But when I do mention it, I do always mention the pay cut. Uh, so my financial future is looking pretty sweet, especially after this show. If you'd like a similar arrangement, you can either get your own damn Pulitzer, avoid the pay cut, I recommend, or maybe call Luke Nowacki with Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. He can help you find a way to provide for your retirement future that may or may not involve reading through mayoral sext messages at the Anchor Bar. Call Luke at 248-663-4748-248-663-4748. You can find a link to Luke's website on our website. And when you call Luke, let him know that ML sent you because the thing we like most about Luke is that when you call Luke, 
He'll make sure that it's all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Is it my monitor? Is is the Luke uh, he picture dancing? dancing. He was dancing to the song. All right, very, very very catchy. Luke's got rhythm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. So uh, geek of the week. Um, you want me to go first, if you don't mind, because mine sure. mine may be kind of anticlimactic. But uh, mine's very simple and off the beaten path. It's oh. this uh, California priest was banned from his church after his affiliation uh, with gangs and photos of him. Uh, with, uh, I think it was a semiotic, maybe it was an automatic rifle, an AK-47 were <laughs> released. I mean, he does look kind of cool in the pictures, looks a little bit like the uh, character Preacher from the TV show Preacher, because he's got his collar on and he's holding this automatic weapon, but maybe not the best things to do when you're supposed to be preaching, to be in a gang and to uh, have a bunch of automatic weapons. Oh, there's a picture of him. Can you see a picture of him? Oh, yeah. That's a uh, that's a pistol-packing daddy. That, that looks like a... That looks like an AK. It is. 47. Thanks for listening. Nice. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I actually was just responding to a text from one of the guys I play hockey with who says, I have a fever. I don't think I'm sick, but for the good of all the other guys, I'm not going to come out and skate tonight. Justin Turner, take notes, biatch. Yeah, but, but you, you guys had a problem with it. His team didn't. We miss our friend. I know. I want Mark to come back too. We look forward to his return. Plus, if you're on the LA Dodgers, oh, we'll never be another World Series. Yeah, again. what happened to Mark? Bastards. There might not be. Yeah, they will be next year. Where's the kind? I just thought the overreaction Mark. was a little ridiculous to Justin. Where's Turner. the no, loving? That's fair. Kind-hearted Mark. Oh, you, are you going to make me your geek of the week, Sean? No. Oh, okay. You're do too you, nice for that. Do you have a nomination? Yeah, me. But I would just say uh, <laughs> you can't keep nominating yourself. <laughs> he, he keep he's going to keep nominating himself till he wins. Yeah, well, the because problem of, is because, because of, then he takes away my nomination because <laughs> of Michigan, Michigan State. We'll get in. We'll get into that a little bit. No, no, no my my nomination are just, and I hate to say this because it's they do it in earnest and they're trying and I get it. But the the, the pollsters are going to have to figure out right. Oh yeah, they're going to have to change the algorithm a little bit because we're so divided right now. Uh, uh, unfortunately, right? There's so much animosity mistrust distrust whatever you want to say we're afraid to say what we really think and um and, and maybe it's a combination of technology too. the the switch from landlines to cell phones i know that that's mostly switched now but um i think it's all of it it is and it's all it, it so we, we we're not getting a very good sense now now biden may end up winning but it's not going to be anywhere near by what was no they were way off in wisconsin they were way off in florida and ohio i mean yeah wisconsin was way off like nine ten even some polls were 11 we knew those were probably kind of outliers but the whole model and the whole idea of how to communicate with people and get them to talk about what they're really feeling that's got the science behind that's got to change and uh, i hate to say geek of the week in a way because they're not doing it intentionally but um but yeah they need to figure out the science and better catch up with where society is right now I, I was thinking about this last night, and I they they've said they've now tried to overweight the polls for undereducated white males. Yeah, yeah, that was the lesson they learned in the last election, right? And uh, there's one guy, Trafalgar Group, who once again predicted this pretty, for pretty, Trump. Pretty and, dead on. Yeah. And he won't share his uh, he won't share his methodology, so he's not helping the other guys, which is good because if, if you're the only guy who's right, why give people this? No, for sure. But recipe? and real quickly, it, it, that weighting that is fine. But I don't think it's just that. I think I think the bigger issue is some folks that vote for Trump or wanted to vote for Trump may not like Trump but like his policies and they feel 
um, embarrassment because maybe their family or their peers or their office or wherever they work, and they don't want to say that out loud because that's just where we are politically. See, I, I think there's a temptation, and I think this is why the left gets in trouble, is because they think Trump people are embarrassed or feel shame that they support Trump. I don't think that's what it is. No, it's a small percentage. It's not. Uh, you're right. His yeah, base, but, but by they're and large, off by a small percentage. So, but it's that's, and that's yeah. the thing, right? But his base, by and large, is happy to say they support him. That's not, uh, obviously. But well, there's no, a lot of critique on the talking heads too, and how they're interpreting the polls and the way they come in. And it really seems this time that they've undercounted, at least in Florida and some of the border states, the Hispanic vote. Yeah, it went big yeah, for Clinton and not for, for Biden. But w- where I was going with this is I don't think that, that people are ashamed of how they feel about Trump. I think they not distrust. Ashamed. Embarrassed. Okay, embarrassed, shame, same same end of the spectrum. But I think it's not that. I think it's that they distrust yep. the media and they distrust intellectuals and they distrust experts. And, 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 we, and this really came into focus for me. And I was thinking about the time I was on the porch with uh, the grandfather of the suspected leader of the Whitmer kidnapping plot, he didn't even want to say something nice about his grandson to me because he had such contempt for the media. And I think that same emotion goes into pollsters. You know, it's like they won't even answer your call. And so I think when you find those undereducated or less than college degree, let's not call it undereducated. I don't want to say undereducated. Yeah, let's not just fair. say people who don't have a, 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 an associate or bachelor's degree. But but I think what they need to do is they need to figure out a multiplier. Like if you get one of those dudes to answer your survey questions, that's like, it's sort of like uh, one of those guys is worth three of anybody else. But you know, I, because see, it's I don't so just hard think to find somebody who'll answer those calls. There's obviously distrust. And I completely agree. There are folks like that for sure. But I, I, I was listening to, to, I hate to say this because it sort of, but uh, NPR in a way in, and there were folks that voted for Trump that were calling in talking about how hard it is for them in some of their circles and how they feel. They are made to feel embarrassed. That is a real thing. It was a real oh, thing in yeah. 2016. It is. And I think that that's, that's the segment that they're missing more than anybody. The one, you're right. I agree with you, too. But there's this other segment where they do feel embarrassed amongst because it's just it's natural peer pressure, right? Yeah, but that's a small audience. When you have Trump supporters who listen to NPR, what is that, like 0.0001% of the population? I think it's that, that Trump supporters... There's distrust. They trust QAnon more than they trust the media and experts and intellectuals and pollsters. Uh, I think that's a. I think that's a broad brush. I do too. I mean, look, some, man. Some of them do, but I, I, I'm not saying they 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 believe in. I'm just saying that they trust that kind of thing more than they trust the mainstream media and establishing. That's true. There are people like that, but there are a lot more. There are just as many folks out there that vote for Trump that have plenty of money that have college degrees yeah. that are not comfortable saying they like. Or that they voted for Trump because, for, frankly, they may not like him, but they like his policies. Yep. And it's a fine line to walk. We haven't really had a candidate quite like I him. There's a lot of people way. like that. Absolutely. And that's who, to me, the the, the pollsters are, are, that's who, to me, they're missing. Okay. Well, my geek of the week is easy. If you didn't vote and you bitch at me for the next four years, save your breath. You didn't vote, you're a bitch. You're my geek of the week. <laughs> wow. The kids are soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither. Too no. soft. I'm going to pretend like you didn't just make my dick go soft. History can be soft, but saving money isn't hard. Rates are still at all-time lows. If your current mortgage is above 3%, what are you waiting for? 
you could be saving money. And currently at Hall Financial, almost 70% of all loans don't require an appraisal. That means you save money because appraisals aren't free. Call Hall Financial today to see if you qualify for a no appraisal loan. If for some reason your loan does require an appraisal, for the month of November only, Hall Financial is going to pay for it. Up to 500 bucks. That is a real deal, folks. Believe it or not, closing times have sped up again. Right now, the majority of loans at Hall Financial are closing in 10 business days or fewer. Just go to our website and click on the Hall Financial link to get started. Hall Financial, lower payments, better options, more personal attention. Give them a call at 248-308-5000. Ask for my man, Dan Morrison, NMLS 146-7435. Waiting patiently to educate us uh, because we are uh, not not educated enough white males. Hey, there he uh, is. We, we turn to our friend. Mr. Matthew Jennings for uh, a little soft history. Live from his cab. <laughs> yeah, the cab of my truck. COVID. You're in Detroit. <laughs> COVID, I can't finish Wait, the show. Okay, jeez. I respect Uh-oh, my hopefully. teammates. I'm okay with you staying here. Get a new bit, ML. No more COVID. <laughs> okay, so- <laughs> I'm moving on to making out with the wives of cancer patients. Because <laughs> that really happened. I'm really, I'm just going to kill your mic then. <laughs> Yeah. Matt will appreciate Give that. Give me the show. <laughs> All right, go for it. <laughs> okay, You're you up. got the chalk. You're up, buddy. Don't make us bored. Do it. Okay, this week in soft history, Seabiscuit beat War Admiral in a race dubbed the Match of the Century. The race took place during the depths of the, de- of the Depression and captured the imagination of Americans everywhere. It was said Seabiscuit was the glue that held us together, or soon would be. <laughs> Guy. I thought you were going <laughs> poor for guy. That's how you go for dog meat there, but you uh, really yeah. said poor guy. It's a first off, it's a horse. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad this. Horses. I'm glad this didn't turn into another hung punchline. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, so you know they they turn horses into glue when they're so he was the glue. Oh, oh, I oh is I that? Oh, okay, that. thanks for explaining. I love it when jokes are explained. I didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe you can explain his next one. I was with you, Matt. I was go with you forth, the whole Matt. Way. Ignore our leader. Going Please. forth, Russia's RSA, which is America's NASA in Russia, launched a dog into space this week in 1957. This would mark the first living animal to orbit Earth. And thankfully, the dog did return back safely, experiencing only a few side effects. Uh, slight malnourishment, vertigo, and uh, a fear of anything Russian. No, you know, because um, they lured him out of the found- capsule. Oh, oh, that's how it goes. Okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah, he yeah. he also now, I- he also learned to never chase a tennis ball into a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, that's how they coaxed him in there. Now, um, <laughs> I did do some research on it. Believe it or not, usually more than five minutes this time, and uh, I found out <laughs> the idiot who came up with this horrible idea to abuse an animal like that. And his name is that he was a Russian officer, and his name was actually Lieutenant Mikovic. Uh, Mike, Mike Kovic. I, hey, I, that's that a sounds. that's a good one. I like that one. I had read that that's it was uh, Lieutenant Ron Mexico. Keep going, Matt. That was a good oh, one. He keeps trying to top your jokes. <laughs> keep going, Matt. Don't pay attention. I'll, to I'll keep going. You're doing good. you're doing <laughs> well. Okay, Sean, I like this one. President George H. W. Bush rallied in Ohio to discuss his three point promise regarding the Middle East conflict. First, he promised the removal of Saddam Hussein from Kuwait without a single shot being fired. Next, he promised the quick return of American troops. 
And his third promise, development of the Prime Minister of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, uh, that's when Bush joined that Japanese gang, the Yak Koozie. <laughs> that's right. And you know what? Good for him. He, one out of three ain't bad. You know, a lot of people have a hard time holding promises. <laughs> Yakking is another term for good one. No, we, we got it. Oh, we understood it. Okay. All right. You know, I got two more if we got time. <laughs> yeah, I promise not to chime in on these. I'm, I'm batting over. I'm, I'm like the opposite of Justin Turner. I care Sean, about people and I can't hit the ball. Sean, not amused. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to teach the world. No, he's, he's, he's uh, marinating. He's marinating this stuff. You know, I do, uh, I do visit him in Ann Arbor at the rest area, though. He's my favorite little pork butt. In 2006, <laughs> Forbes.com reported their sixth annual top-earning dead celebrities list. The top moneymaker was Kurt Cobain, followed by Elvis Presley and John Lennon. Hmm. Michael Jackson could have made the cut, but he was still alive and uh, trailing a little behind. A little. Name Macaulay Culkin. That's right. <laughs> so it's a nice, twi- it's, not, uh, it's a nice twist alone. on an old standard. Yeah, why not? It's like a cover of a, of a punchline. A cover punchline. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a co- it's a cover line, like Federline, which I can't say. Keep go, going. The temperature's go. dropping in here. <laughs> just gonna say, go out on a high Phillip note. Drops, please. <laughs> go out on a high and note. Finally, Let's... and finally, on this day in soft history, <laughs> Sean is checking up. his uh, portfolio. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at the election. Go ahead. <laughs> and finally, uh, this day in soft history, <laughs> the it. Cubs. Beat the Indians for their first World Series title since 1908, causing Drew Lane to beat off for the first time since 908 a.m. Oh, boy. He's a Cubs fan. Yeah. 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 And he he lives alone. (laughs) Good job, Matt. Hey! See you again! There's an all-night party in room I think if we dump Sean's phone, we'll see who's on Indeed.com looking for other podcasts. He's like, anybody looking for uh, another guy? He's, 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 he's had it. He's, he's, he's ready to move on. Uh, but we're going to move on. Oh, he looks pretty comfortable. Yeah, no. It's, it's, yeah, no, I was just looking at the election results. There was it? an election last night. Yeah, but nothing's changing, so. I was there. No. Uh, supposed to be patient. Uh, Susan Collins just won in Maine. Really? That's a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, so that's, so that's the uh, the Republicans keeping the Senate. How did how did Maine go? Did they split the electoral votes now? Or? Uh, uh, there's think, one left yeah. to be decided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, but they think it is it two to Biden and one to, to Trump. Biden, is that the question? Three to Biden, one up in the air. Yeah, yeah. No, Sarah no, Gideon three, was the I Senate. Thought. Sarah Gideon was the uh, Democratic Senate candidate, and she called Susan Collins to uh, Senator Collins to concede. Oh, okay. So that's some news, right? The Republicans are going to hold the Senate. Okay, that's that's the way it goes. That's, a little bit of get some balance, you know. Elections have consequences. They do, and not voting does as well. And voting does, so you should vote. Uh, <laughs> and if you didn't vote, I refer you to uh, Geek of the Week. Uh, stay the hell away from me if you got a problem. Um, we are back in room seven six zero nine, where we have extended for another month 
our feature where we are having non-new wave bands cover new wave hits you know and love. Normally what we do is we highlight new wave bands you may have missed or great songs by new wave bands that you didn't know about because maybe it was a B-side or you were so caught up on the radio song or the, I guess it would be a college radio song since we're talking about new wave music. But this week we are going to just skip south of Detroit to Windsor for never-ending white lights who cover new orders, age of consent in a way that you've never imagined. Won't you please let me go These woods lie inside, they hurt me so I'm not the kind that likes to tell you just what I want to And I'm not the kind that needs to tell you just what you want me to I've lost you, 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 I've lost
so I like everything about that except the ending. The ending sounds like one of those, what is it, 16-bit? Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, man. <laughs> kind of a little, little Donkey Kong there at the end. But the uh, never-ending white lights is basically this dude who went to the University of Windsor, Go Lancers, who uh, is very creative, decided to start playing um, you know, all kinds of music. He does everything, but then he will bring in somebody to do the vocals. I think he's done several covers using the guy from 311. And uh, oh, wow. it's just, it's just, it's a completely different take on it. Um, I like it. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it chased Sean away. So there's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had actually uh, go to work. There's something to be said for that. I mean, I'm going to get out of here myself. Shows too. you how long the show's going. So anyways, uh, yes, I hint, hint, hint taken. Um, that is never ending white lights doing new orders. Age of consent. If you have a new wave hit, performed by a non-new wave band. Let me just tell you, we have more nominations than we can ever get to, but if you have a great one, we're always willing to trade up, and we really appreciate you sending us these great suggestions. We love that uh, that you're you're digging this feature and this twist on it. Um, we will get back to bringing you some some gems uh, from some bands that you haven't heard of before and some, some songs by some bands you've heard of, but you haven't heard these songs before. Uh, but first, we're going to, you know, you're digging this, we're digging this, we're going to ride this a little bit longer and uh and we, where are we without your feedback and without your support and without your donations a special thanks this week to dennis who is our sole donor but a most generous donor so dennis thanks and i'm sure i'll see you on the street um mark how can other people do what uh, what noble dennis has done for us uh go to mlsoladetroit.com and just hammer that donate button yeah if, if you're only going to give a penny at a time hit it like I don't know, 100,000 we'll times. We'll yeah, take it. And it, it creates traffic too, so mm-hmm. we'll take it. Um, you can help the show by making sure that when you contact our sponsors, you mention us so they know that they're not wasting their time and their precious advertising dollars sponsoring this show. If we have somebody on this show, we think of them as partners. We are partnering with them because we believe that they are uh, – a good and uh, noble endeavor. So we hope you'll give them a try. Uh, maybe you don't end up doing business, but give them a call, see what kind of deal they can make you and let them know. And I want to repeat the manscaped.com deal. Make a purchase of 50 bucks or so. Send us proof at mlsolvedetroit at gmail.com. And we will in the future give you information. So how, on how you can participate in the show via zoom it's a really cool thing, and uh, we'd like to keep Manscaped as a sponsor, but we can only do that if you make a purchase. And they also do things like, uh, like uh, this great hair and body wash. So you don't you don't have to you know buy a lot of equipment to to get something that will help you uh, up your game um, in terms of uh, being a sophisticated gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, good news from our fulfillment department: hoodies. Long sleeve t-shirts and in? winter caps are in. Wow. You can find them on the website. Mark, where would people go to find them? Uh, DrewinMikeStore.com. So get in there. We will. These will ship in time for Christmas. I think they'll even ship in time for Thanksgiving if you're exchanging gifts at Thanksgiving, which seems kind of weird. Maybe you just want to get that Amish turkey from the ButcherySL.com. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if you want to throw in a t-shirt, why not? They have plenty of deals there for masks, gaiters, keychains, t-shirts. Our hockey jerseys are deeply discounted, and they come with a signed Kwame Sutra. If you just want the Kwame Sutra, you can buy one there, too. They're signed by me. Each one has a smart aleck remark in it, and we also have some pretty groovy stickers. You know, I, I love seeing those 
on people's cars because then I know that uh, that that person is both very cool and probably covering up a rust spot. So uh, we also or a, a bullet hole. Oh, oh, you know that's true too. That happens mm-hmm. uh, in my gross point home. Sean, get the hell out! Oh, he's gone. Okay, he knew that was coming. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast, which we appreciate. It's the best way to know when the new episode is available, and it's the best way not to miss it if we mess around and do the show a day later, like we did this week, because we didn't want to do it on election day because we were worried that anything we talked about wouldn't matter after the election took place. Of course, we it actually still seem to be the case. Yeah. The election might be resolved, but but it may be by Thursday. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, please share the show. You can follow us on social media. My Facebook page is ML, no periods, E-L-R-I-C-K. You can follow me on Twitter, at Elric. That's the best way to get show notes, get... Uh, Get uh, updates and find out what's going on. You can rate the show on any podcasting platform. We love to get your ratings, even if they're not always glowing. And uh, just, you know, if you love the show, that's just a little bit. Just open open your heart. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't really take that much. You just, you just have to want to. Um, we have some feedback. Uh, we love hearing from you. You can reach us at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail for us at 313-288-9070. That's Butterfield89070. I have some emails that I received, um, not to our email, but to my work email at the Free Press. And, uh, and John writes, hey, ML, just a shout out. Love the ML Soul of Detroit podcast. You are a patient man with the smug Sean W. Maybe that's what? why he got the hell out of here. What? And we'll we'll know if he listens to the podcast because he, <laughs> he'll bring it up again. He mentions he could be the yeah. he could be the new Maz. You know, he just shows up and and and, and splits, uh, eats, shoots, and leaves. I also love the Smiths and Morrissey. Keep up the great work. Who knows? Trump may pardon Kwame, and that will be great for the news. Drew and Mike show and royalties for Kwame Sutra. There you go, your pal John. I like it. Thanks, John. And that was as good as it got. Uh, Tim writes. Oh no! Please leave and take Whitmer and Granholm with you. Oh, okay. Please. Granholm. So I guess she's already gone. But okay. So I thought that was kind of harsh. And then I heard Uh. from Roger, who says, ML, dot, 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 you are a total dick, dot, 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 communist bastard, Mm -hmm. socialist idiot. Have you totally nothing good to say? Oh, no. Hate you. Totally nothing good to say about you. Wow. And uh, in case I missed the point, he ends it with, fuck off. So thanks, uh, Roger. Okay, great. So um, what are you going to do? So yeah, um, so uh, so let's 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 leave it there. Uh, if you enjoy quality listening um, and you're making an exception for us, we appreciate it. But if you want to get my prediction on how Michigan was going to vote before the election, go to the Retail Politics Podcast. That's a pod, a new podcast. It's about half an hour. It goes every week. It's done by my man Jerry Shields. He is the Jerry. king of Kensington, Philadelphia. Actually, we should have him on to talk about how things are going in Philly. Uh, he's a guy who I met when I was an intern at the Allentown, Allentown Morning Call. Fantastic journalist, fantastic writer, uh, was a mentor to me. And uh, the, the things he taught me during my time in Allentown uh, are still serving me well 
today. He also has a book out that you can find um, on our website. I'll have a link to that. But uh, check out my thoughts on the election at Retail Politics Podcast. Jerry would appreciate you checking them out, and I think it's a pretty interesting conversation. Um, if, uh, if you enjoy podcasts, uh, we have a couple others that we recommend that run a little bit longer than Jerry's, but they're well worth it. Charlie the Duff's No BS News Hour, No Filter Sports with Eli, Denny, and Bob, and of course, the Drew and Mike podcast. And I think that's it for us this week. It's back to work, back to counting votes. Uh, Please check out my work and Sean's work at freep.com. You can uh, catch Mark on the Drew and Mike podcast and uh, Matt may run you off the road. So uh, keep an eye out for that dude. He's a real, (laughs) he's a real troublemaker. Uh, Joe Zuver is okay. Like I said, he's a real troublemaker. (laughs) Uh, Joe Zuver is the one who pulls this together and makes it uh, as good as it can be. Uh, he can only work with what he's got, folks. So don't, don't, don't blame Joe. But we appreciate his heroic efforts on yeah, our behalf. About eleven inches. Okay. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, which, uh, the, the only, the, my only criticism of Joe is uh, apparently the mute button is busted. <laughs> but, uh, but we're working on that too. So, um, so folks, we appreciate the time you spent with us. Um, Let's, whatever happens with these votes, let's remember that we're all people and try and be cool with each other. Maybe this yeah, is, right. yeah, right. The beginning of the healing, or maybe uh, we just have another round. But uh, but we'll be here to tell the you. The more things change, about it. yes, that's the right. The more they stay the same. We'll try and uh, we'll try and tell you what's going on behind the scenes, and uh, and give you something else to think about. So thank you very much for listening, and Cyrus, thank you so much for agreeing to once again take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Rub Shovel Network presents a Soul of the production. Order! Order! Starring ML Elwin on the road to greatness. Never underestimate an overachiever. Looks like you could use a cupcake. Election. Cast your vote. Let's go!